Soberish. Do you guys remember Soberish? Remember that podcast that used to come out sometimes? It's been a long time. I don't think I've ever gone this long in between. Not for not trying, but I was uh, neck deep in a Mars retrograde induced depressive episode with a side order of my body shut down. It's been rough. It's been uh, fucking whew. Um, I, you ever got so depressed your knee stops working? I have that kind of depression. I've never had a depression like that. Depression for me usually is like three days and it's usually situational. I usually have just like, you know, I'm a Pisces. I just need to be crying in a bathtub a little bit. This, uh, this was nearly two weeks and like, who knows what is what at this point? Like my body is going through some shit and I think I'm actually, um, not alone in the spent much of October staring at a wall. This might be a short episode. I decided to get on here and fucking say something and apparently, um, burp several times into the microphone. That's cool. I'm not editing this shit either. Uh, whoo. So for those of you who don't know, Mars retrograde happens every, I think, 26 months. And Mars is the planet of, like, war, sex, like, energy, force. You know, it's just that, like, masculine energy. And um, it's retrograde, which just brings everything to a screeching halt. Very different than Mercury, except for the one thing they have in common is anything that's in retrograde is for a period of review. There was a moment there for three weeks, which... Mercury retrograde went so fast. That's how fucked up this Mars retrograde is. This Mercury retrograde felt like nothing. But it did bring that extra pressure. I think it was the night before Mercury went direct that I finally just like snapped. And was like, I cannot fucking take it. Things started to turn around a little bit. I'm like starting to a little bit function again. If you applied for services through the Awakening Orientation Department, through Imagination Project, that's going extremely slow right now. It's actually been pulled down until further notice because I uh, can't um, function enough to get it done. So I we're processing through the last of them um, this month. And then we're going to take a little bit of a break and revisit. I think most likely someone else will be taking that over for me um a lot of what I learned in this retrograde because this Mars retrograde is a lot of like reviewing nothing else works because you're gonna sit there and stare at a wall and review the last two years of your life and where you're headed how much shit you picked up that wasn't yours how many things you're doing you don't want to do etc etc and if I remember correctly my body shut down last time not to this extent. This is nothing like this has ever happened to me before. But I do remember being like, I think I, I think I broke my pinky toe. And then I was having some crazy, like, also leg, like fibromyalgia symptoms. If I remember correctly, I can't find anything on social media. Anyway, that's the only way to really make me sit still long enough to like force me to like, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? You know, whatever. So there are a lot of changes coming. There's a lot of changes coming to the podcast, to the um, imagination project, to a lot of things that I have to um, 
take my new energy levels into consideration. When life hands me shit like this, though, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I I think I'm pretty good at manifesting the reality that I want. And I have overall experienced a lot of good things in life. But like when life hands me stuff like this, I don't know. I just don't fight it. I let it take me. I let it do its thing. I don't think this is my new identity. I don't think, you know, a uh, physical hardship person is the character I'm going to play forever. But like right now I'm like, okay, what, like what is the lesson here? What are you trying to show me? One thing about me, and you know this if you followed since Mormon and the Meth Head, is that I switch avatars every like year and a half. Um, sometimes it's voluntary because I just get interested in something else. And sometimes in cases like this, it just isn't, I don't have any control over it. So it's just like life will hand me some circumstance and I go, okay, well, I have to pivot now. I would have pivoted at some point anyway because I don't stay in one spot for very long, metaphorically or geographically. But this is one of these things where everything I wanted to do and I wanted to accomplish last year and things I was excited about, like so much of that was contingent upon me having this insane level of energy and ability to focus on a hundred things at once. And I don't have that right now. And that's okay. Um, I don't have it, so I'm not supposed to have it. It's just kind of how I feel. And I don't think it's necessarily a permanent thing. I'm taking it as several things at once. You know, things can be true at once. I can be getting my ass handed to me by Lyme disease on one hand. I could be getting recalibrated on another hand. I could be getting moved onto a new path. My experience almost always is when I suffer a loss in life. I look back in a year and I go, oh yeah, I see that. I was just getting moved to a different path. So I have quite a bit of acceptance. I'm telling you guys all this so you don't feel like you have to send me like condolences or whatever. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I've wrestled with it a little bit. What's funny is that in August, when it became obvious that um, I maybe was going to have to deal with this longer than, you know, after it came back after the antibiotics, I, uh, it was mostly brain fog. And I said, I don't care what happens physically to me. You can take my entire body. Just give me my brain back. And I got a lot of my brain function back. Uh, My body's in so much pain. (laughs) Like I straight up couldn't walk for days. Like my knee, I have no idea. My ankles don't work. I have like shooting like stabbing pains in my head all day. My joints are all fucked. Um, and I am so lethargic. Like I'm so tired, but my brain is just cranking. It's mostly cranking on self-hatred, but it is just, just functioning at a hundred percent. I can't talk for shit, but my brain right there. So, um, but I really honestly don't. One of my dental implants is failing as we speak. It's amazing. I'm having a great time. This is a fucking fantastic time. 2020 never stops delivering. Aren't we having a good time? Um, anyway, I sound really bitter and upset and I'm actually, I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, that doesn't sound convincing at all. I don't know. Um, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I didn't, I'm not throwing my belief system out the window because my, um, 
this fucking avatar is betraying me. That said, my boobs have gotten a lot bigger with the with the weight gain. And I am like, all right. Well, I did make a lot of jokes about manifesting bigger boobs and uh, forgot to be specific. So maybe that's just what's happening here. I know a lot of you are dealing with this depression right now. And um, I have some thoughts, if I'm honest, because like I said, I've dealt with a little bit of depression. I'd say I probably have like three days a month that I like slip into like this like kind of stare at the wall thing. Um, I don't know the time, who the fuck knows, but there's something about, and this is part of the reason I haven't put an episode out. There's something about this that feels like I'm being erased and rewritten. And we had a similar energy to this last November where I described it, I think, as like running into a room and then like you run into jello and you kind of can't go anywhere. That's what the energy feels like. But I literally haven't been able to record a podcast because I literally, I don't have an opinion on anything. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea how I feel about anything. It's such a strange, nothing outside of myself, I guess. I have a lot, a lot, a lot that I'm processing inside of myself. But externally, I just feel like, who the fuck am I to tell you guys anything? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it really does feel like I'm being erased. And, you know, I am a like an extreme optimist. So I do believe that this is all part of the process. A lot of the 7D downloads I got were that something between January and March was going to like change the paradigm so rapidly and not like the COVID one because that was like death energy. This was like something happens to where if you're not connected to the earth and you're not connected to that, that energy, I don't know, I'm not going to articulate this very well. The power dynamic was going to shift because that old toxic masculine unconscious energy was going to lose its power because something was going to happen. It feels like it has to do with the earth that just shifts the power back to that like indigenous energy in alignment with nature, I guess is how I want to word that. And if you're, you're not aligned within yourself with that energy, nothing's going to work. I think the fact that so many of us are going through this kind of like extremely internal experience feels like it might be part of getting in line with that. I know for me, I was like, what does my body want? And it was like, get barefoot and go stand outside, like sit on the ground, hug a tree. If you know me, you know how wild this shit is. I mean, obviously I've like opened up more to nature. I mean, uh, except ticks, but like it is, it is not lost on me that I have spent a lot of time being forced to like connect with my body in this. And I, I do think that it does line up with what I saw coming in 7D. Another download that I kept getting, I want to get into it. I'm going to put a pin in this, but was that our bodies are hard drives and something, something happens where we find that out sometime in the next year. And that changes medicine. So it feels a little optimistic to me because I, uh, Something happens that changes a, a big portion of the perspective on medicine. We'll leave it at that. But um, there's going to be a lot of ums in this. I'm literally not recording. I'm not editing. 
this. But we have five days left in this retrograde, and I just wanted to share kind of my experiences with it in case they are maybe helpful for other people. Otherwise, this is just a journal entry for me, as per always. A few things that I realized in this retrograde one was that I, I was over committing to things I have a tendency to look at things and be like I can see like oh maybe this would work for this like I have a lot of hypothesis of ideas and I think what I'm supposed to do is like share those share those on the podcast say them out into the world even just imagine them you ever just like imagine something and then someone else creates it it's because you like pulled it out of the like ether for someone else in the collective to manifest. But I have a tendency to like create some responsibility for myself in something because I had an idea or saw a way to solve it. And next thing you know, I have 400 things on my plate, which I usually love. And I don't know why, but in 2020, uh, reality is like, no, <laughs> nope. Um, I would say since, uh, the, since the spring, I just like, I like, I can't function at that level. And it's funny. Once I got on antibiotics, I went immediately back to that. Like I didn't learn my lesson at all. I went immediately back to that level, wore myself right back into the ground. And here we are. I mean, I think I've been like brought to a screeching halt since September. So I'm, I'm having to review and it, it's really kind of shattering my sense of self because it's something that has always worked for me. And I don't, I don't actually have an answer to that question yet. But what is the thing that's not working? It's like um, overextending myself. And why do I overextend myself? Do I really do it? Because that's the purest use of my energy. I've always justified this Mars and Mercury and Aquarius shit. But like, or am I distracting myself? I definitely don't ever have time for like, breathing or meditation or anything that really has to do with taking care of myself maybe that's the lesson I don't know I'll get back to you guys on that I don't want that to be it <laughs> something else I've been thinking about that's interesting is pivots I have a lot of Uranus influence in my chart a lot of Aquarian energy and a lot of Uranus and I can't remember Elise explained on that astrology episode why that was but if you pay any attention to me I pivot a lot and I especially pivot if things don't feel right if things don't feel right I'll pivot and then if they don't feel right I'll pivot again and it's interesting to think about we're moving into a lot of Aquarian energy in 2021 and I'm and I'm thinking about how much of that is going to be just pivots until we get it right like reality just keeps kind of throwing everything up in the air and then letting it land and then throwing it up on the air and letting it land. I feel like we've been doing that all of 2020. But if you are curious what influences I'm talking about, just Google, I don't know, Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius. I should get an astrologer on here to talk about this. I should just take this part out. Jesus Christ. Here's me avoiding the thing that I actually want to talk about. Uh, so for the better part of 2020, I've been dealing with a lot of external enemies. And when I say enemies, that's like a really intense way of saying just something outside of yourself that feels like is the problem. And 
one thing about the shift from the age of Pisces into the shift of the age of Aquarius was an astrology heavy episode for someone who barely fucking understands astrology. Um, the age of Aquarius is an internal, we're going back into an inward focused reality, which means we will determine our reality from the inside. That's why we heal and it shifts reality, right? We heal and it changes the collective. The age of Pisces, everything was ex experienced externally. So when you were feeling fucked up, it's because something outside of you was doing it. And we were looking for happiness outside of us. That's why there was so much. That's why capitalism thrived. And, and you know, it's all this very outside of us, outside of us, outside of us. And that is shifting now to an internal experience. And I've been thinking about that a lot. And I've been getting a lot of downloads on that. And something that, you know, I've learned over the years is that whenever I'm having like back to back to back external enemy situations, which once again, enemy, too strong of a word, probably external irritants or external conflicts or external, like just when something outside of myself, when I say like, I'll be happy if I get that or get rid of that or move that, or if this person gets out of my life or if this person leaves me alone. And I've been having a lot of these experiences and they're back to back, which is usually how I can tell. Because sometimes there's just things outside of you. You're learning a lesson with someone outside of you, which always does come down to it's something inside of you. But whenever there's like back to back, I'm like hinging my happiness or peace or contentment on something outside of me changing. I have to go inside and figure out like, what am I avoiding here? What inside of myself am I projecting on my external reality? And this year has been so complicated with all the change and all the external, uh, you know, we are, ha we are seeing a lot of external chaos and then the physical issues that I've been having. It's, it's been pretty cloudy to try to determine what this is. And this Mars retrograde has put a lot of pressure on it. And I'm feeling like grief and mourning and it doesn't feel connect. Like it, it's like I'm projecting it outward and I've tried to do episodes on projection to try to figure it out through there. And I haven't been able to get to the bottom of it. And finally last night, it's, uh, I just was like, what is the truth that I don't want to acknowledge? Like, what is the truth that I'm hiding from? And the truth is that I feel guilty and ashamed for decisions that I made that were selfish. And the, it, the thing that is so interesting about healing in this spiral is that the unintended consequences, which is kind of in the nature of all of reality, right? We see a need, we try to meet that need, or we try to invent something to fix this problem. We invent it. It creates a new set of problems, right? So in 2019, I was learning, I was learning about how many decisions I made that were because I thought other people wanted me to make them or because they made me look like the, the good guy and how much of my like time and energy was spent doing things that I didn't want to do or that weren't in my best interest because they were what other people expected of me. And so in 2020, of course, an opportunity came along to like make a decision that was in my best interest, but that was like not going to be good for other people. And, uh, so there's that lesson, right? I'm like, okay, I'm learning that lesson, but now people are going to be mad at me and they're going to think that I'm the bad guy and I'm going to have to deal with that. 
and I dealt with it poorly. I mean, I dealt with it bad. I didn't stay in touch with the fact, and this is just me now realizing this. This is last night. I was like, what, what is the truth that I don't want to look at? Because there's no fucking way that like consistently my lack of peace is something outside of me. So what is it? What is it I'm trying not to face here? And then I just broke. You can tell when you get it because you just fall apart. And I just broke. And I was like, I feel like a piece of shit. I'm ashamed of my actions. I'm ashamed of my behavior. And I've been avoiding that. And by avoiding that, I'm just projecting it onto something outside of myself. There's lots of ways that we do this. Um, In my lifetime, I've done it by... um, looking for someone who's like a more of a bad guy. This is something that a lot of people, white people are going to have to face now that Trump's, if Trump actually, we'll see what happens in the next couple of months. But if Trump actually leaves the, the public state, man, we've been taking a whole lot of our own guilt and shame and putting it on that fucking dude. So you get rid of that external enemy and now it's going to be like, Oh, okay. Now I have to deal with a lot of my own internal shit. A lot of us are our own internal racism, but that's for another podcast episode. Um, But that's a good example. Like I I would like find people more shitty outside of myself. It's something that like sometimes like Christians will get like super emblazoned about abortion or whatever. And it's like is when you like tap the energy of it, they don't even give a fuck about abortion. They just feel so guilty and ashamed of their own darkness that they just pick something that they don't do and project all of their self-hatred on it. I don't know if that makes sense. But this is this is one way that we deal with our own guilt and shame. Another way is to take the person who we hurt and make them a villain so that we don't have to deal with what we did, so that we can use that to justify what we did, which is something that I, I've done. I think I've been doing. Um, and it's pretty standard, especially in like personal relationships. It's like how we leave relationships, how we leave jobs, because we don't, we don't set boundaries and we don't just speak up. And we don't deal, we don't hold these two perspectives at once. I could be doing what's in my best interest and also it could be something that hurts you. And then we have to decide what's mine, what's yours, what's ours. This, I don't want, I'm not applying this to big societal things. I'm going to start separating some of these conversations from like personal relationship things and bigger co-creations because co-creating is something different than your personal life. And I feel like spiritual bypassers like to grab some of this and throw it at every fucking thing. But in our personal relationships, in our familial relationships, in our friendships, in our work relationships, I feel like sometimes when we make a decision that's in our best interest, we have like two speeds, right? We have like, um, I'll speak for myself. I have two speeds so far. Either completely surrendering my boundaries and doing what everyone else wants me to do so I can play the good guy or being an absolute dick who doesn't consider the needs of anyone else or the consequences of my actions on anyone else and then makes them the bad guy when they try to call me on it. So I think there we need like a third option that is like, I'm going to do what's best for me. It might cause you pain. I'm going to hold space for the fact that it's causing you pain 
and you're going to have feelings about it. I'm going to take into consideration, is there a way for me to do what's best for me that isn't painful for you, that holds space for your feelings while you're having those feelings, that tones it down, but at the very minimum just stands in what's best for me and says, your feelings are completely valid. Of course you feel the way that you feel. And, you know, also, why don't I acknowledge outwardly that I feel guilty and ashamed about this right now so that I don't create an entire narrative about yourself or my, you know, it's like we don't have to write a movie around this. Just I can just acknowledge that these feelings are guilt and shame right now and dig into that authentically. I think this is something that, you know, is typically, God, it's so much easier to be asleep. Fuck. I was just bitching about this last night. It was like, I just like can't. I just can't stay asleep in my own fucking bullshit. I hate it. But um, one download that I kept getting that I talked about earlier was your body is a hard drive. 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 And after I had a good cry about my feelings, sorry, of guilt and shame and, and realized that there was just kind of this sensation of trying to outrun this thing. And it was a similar break that I had with the codependency thing. This is a great example of it is um, I fell into this like codependently addictive chasing something like um, uh, blaming and then projecting all of that shit onto the relationship thing like last year. And then when I found out I was codependent, this like break and all this guilt and this shame started flooding out. These are, I would have told you a couple of years ago, I don't ever feel guilt or shame, but I'm realizing that these are like heavy shadow um, aspects of me. I, I like partition them off for myself quite a bit. And then they, they tend to like flood out. It gets like infected energetically. That's what it feels like. And then it like floods out when I get to the bottom of it. And the codependency thing is another great example of like, I was focused on something outside of myself. I'm looking to YouTube tarot to give me this answer, you know, about this person. What is this person feeling? Why is this person's actions? And then it's like, oh, it's you the entire time. It's you trying to convince yourself and the world that you are a completely different person than you actually are with the, you know, anxious attachment system trying to pretend to be chill and like I created this entire thing that I like projected onto him. And in reality, it was my own fucking shit. So just doing that again, that's all I do. Apparently that's my whole fucking thing. Um, but after having a good cry and then starting to get to the work of like, okay, well, what do I, what do I do with this now? You know, I thought about that body as a hard drive thing. And I think I thought about, are we storing guilt in our bodies are we storing shame in our bodies? And autoimmune diseases are something that I've thought about a lot in my life. My mom got one when, in like 2013, and I actually got weirdly obsessed with trying to prevent it. But there's just something about it that just has always felt like we don't understand what that is yet. And when you think about it, it's your immune system, which is meant to protect you, attacking you. And then I think about the body being a hard drive and it's actually just storing all of our experiences. And if we're storing our experiences with a shadow of guilt and shame, meaning we're, we are storing them as things we're guilty and ashamed of, but we're not like processing that through our conscious awareness. Would the immune system, which is what's meant to protect you, be actually attacking you? It's something interesting to think about. That is pretty similar to like how reality has felt to me. 
like I'm like I'm experiencing I'm making the sound so much bigger the external enemy portion of it is largely um hallucinations at this point but it is it's a feeling that I'm getting of this is something outside of me making me feel this way and it's just interesting to think I'm talking a lot about the weight gain I don't actually care about the weight gain other than it says something when all of a sudden my body needed 20 extra pounds to like store something energetic or what if it's just storing a massive amount of unconscious guilt and shame and uh, it's like shutting my body down. I have a bunch of like corrupted files. So that's been interesting to think about. Um, I'm open to it being that or it being several things, but I strongly recommend if you are feeling overwhelmed by, here's me doing something in 24 hours later, pontificating like I'm an expert on it. This is not my first time asking myself this question and having a similar experience. When shit outside of you just feels like it's all screaming at you, I cannot recommend enough asking yourself, what is the thing I don't want to face? Because there's so much relief in it. And one example of that is if you are a white person and you are feeling like society is screaming at you right now, I cannot recommend enough just going, what is the hard truth that I don't want to face? Because it's probably just society is trying to move through the healing process and through the purging of white supremacy. And if you feel like that is screaming at you, it should be. And if you just go, what do I, where's it at? Where's it at inside of me? What do I, what do I got to deal? We all have to deal with it. It's inside all of us. That's a great example of it. It's heavy. It's dark, but that's something I can, I can go, all right, today we're going to work on my, my internalized white supremacy going to educate myself, going to look at it as something I'm, I'm, I'm open to. And it brings relief. It brings relief to that. I can't, I cannot write. I'm serious. If you are feeling like you're being screamed at by all of this energy, just, just fucking surrender to it. And two things can be true at once. You know, I know that a lot of people in the last year also made decisions that were in their best interest, left relationships that were toxic, left jobs that weren't, you know, that paid great, but that were slowly killing you, you know, left friendships with people that you had amazing memories and uh, bonds with at one point, but that were now out of alignment and not working and you left those things. And then maybe you leaving those things hurt people and it's okay for those two things to exist at once, you know, just we can have guilt and shame about things or how we handled things and not need to defend every aspect of that. Like those two things can exist at once. It's so crazy. I've like, I feel insane talking into this microphone right now. It's so weird. I'm like, I, I feel like a baby. I don't, I don't even know how to, I feel like who the fuck am I to tell you any of this shit why are you listening to this? It's it's really weird. I am going through it. I am fucking going through it. So I, 
I'm glad I got that off of my chest. I'm glad I shared it. I hope it helps some of you. We have five days left of Mars retrograde. Use this energy. Come to those conclusions. If you haven't been able to get something moving, you're not supposed to be able to get it moving during Mars retrograde, but make sure you listen to the lessons you've been learning. Maybe you're doing things you don't want to be doing. Maybe you're taking on too much. Maybe you're not delegating. Maybe you changed your mind. Oh, that's why I wanted to talk about the pivot and the Aquarian energy. The the age of the pivoter is upon us. The age of the person who changes their mind. The age of the person who tries something for five minutes and goes, you know what, I actually did not like this and I'm not going to do it. Like give yourself the freedom to do that. And I'm saying that to you because I need to say it to myself because I have a tendency to have ideas and be really excited about them for a short period of time. And then I just end up on a completely different fucking trip. And I've hated myself for that for a lot of my life. And I've started to come into a place where I accept it. And I feel it's coming again. We got a, we got more big pivots coming. And um, I think this idea of like locking into commitments and then eking out things that don't work or we don't want to do, we have to come out of that. Because in order to get from where we are right now to where we need to be, there's going to be so much pivoting. And today we're like, this is the answer. This is the thing that we need. And then that we use, we like start to work on it and that shifts the energy. And this can be collective or in your personal life. This is probably more collective. We have to be able to just like shift and shift. And listen, if you want to commit to something because you want to commit to it, commit to it. But if you start something and then you go, no, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, but then you feel like you have to do it anyway, ask yourself why. Because you don't want to look like a flake, because you don't want to look erratic, because you don't want to look like you can't finish anything. So many of you aren't meant to finish it. Get over it. If you're, if you're, you're a 70%, someone said that to me the other day, they're a 70%er. Good. Lots of people can't even start shit. Start stuff, inspire people, move energy. It's fine. You're fine. You're doing a great job. Be open to the pivot. Be open to the flow. Be open to things that are like what's happening to me right now. I'm like, okay. I don't believe in mistakes. Like I don't believe, I I believe in things I would have done differently if I knew what I know now. Yeah, of course, obviously. That's a sign of growth. But when things happen to me, I just don't. And I'm not telling anyone else how to how to experience their losses. Um, this podcast is going to turn to shit because I've lost the ability to tell other people shit. But um, for me personally, when I take a loss, I take a hit. I just, I don't experience that as like, well, this shouldn't have happened. You know, I haven't spent a ton of time going, why didn't I get the tick out earlier? Because it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I, there's fucking tons of ticks that don't have anything in them. So like, I don't know, I this happened for a reason. This slowed me down, took me into a place of review. I'm going into a year seven. My last year seven, I think was 2012. And man, I gutted the whole thing and rewrote it in 2012. So um, sevens are like a very internal year. And um, cool. I'm going into that. I'm going to be inside reviewing shit. It's fine. Few other things I want to talk about. Gene keys, G-E-N-E keys. Look into it. 
that's a new rabbit hole. We're going to do an episode on it soon. Um, works side by side with human design, but um, I'm so far liking it more. Sorry, projectors. Uh, what else? Did I already talk about the Imagination Project? That's on pause. The whole website. I can't do. I can't deal with any of it right now. Sorry. I launched it because I thought people were mad at me because I didn't launch it fast enough. So that's what we get. Now it's on a big fat pause because I'm not in the place to deal with it. Um, readings. I can't do readings right now. I am available. I have a few appointments if you have a problem, like a definite problem that you need help with, then I can do those. I can do like um, codependency hacking, manifestation stuff, but it's going to be an interactive process between the two of us and you have to come in ready to do work as well and we can work on the thing. I cannot do any sort of general readings right now. I like these things take a lot of energy, things that require me to to do all of this stuff. Aren't working right now. I'm not allowed. I don't like it either. Uh Patreon still pretty great. Patreon, I uh don't usually f- push the Patreon too hard, but I got to be honest. Some fucking amazing bonus episodes on there in the last few months. Amazing guests. Aaron Shade, Jessica and Oscar were just there. Uh, We did one on Tensegrity a couple months ago. My memory's five minutes long. That's all I remember. The $10 tier is um, like a live stream energy reading once a week. The $20 tier, we do a live stream with um, sometimes the guest Guests have mostly been on the Patreon episodes recently. So it's just a whole other thing over there. Um, And we now have the ability you can sign up for a whole year because I know that people did have a problem with being charged every month. So you can uh, do that. And I think it's a 10% discount if you do that. Um, I think that's it. How long was this? 41 minutes longer than I thought. Congratulations to everyone that is feeling um, that is feeling relief as a result of this election. I have my feelings about the revolution not being legislated, and that you are the most powerful being on the planet. And I hope that you remember that. But I am. I didn't mean to say I'm happy for you guys as if like I was voting for the other guy. I did not. But I just mean, you know, we all have varying degrees of believing in the government and uh, how much power we actually have in that. But the collective relief yesterday was a uh, nice relief to ride on. And when I have a little bit more energy, we're going to talk about how the real work comes now because um, we don't have this external enemy to focus on right now. So now we have to deal like he was the symptom of our disease. Do you know what I mean? Like he did, like he didn't take white supremacy with him. We just now don't have that huge mirror, but it's still, it still very much exists. And this is where the, the real work starts. Um, and then the other thing I just saw a note on is you can also apply what I was talking about with the external enemies. You can apply that to psychic attacks. Now, it, a lot of you who've tried to have a conversation with me about this, I don't personally believe in 
psychic attacks. People can hex you. People can, uh, and that's, I'm not arguing with, with other, I know there are other uh, people I really respect who do believe in those things. I personally, that doesn't line up with anything that I was taught. Um, once you are a little bit awake, you can put a mirror around you and nothing should be able to get access to you unless it's getting access to you. Like the ghost is inside the house. So if you, from my perspective, if you are experiencing a lot of what you believe to be psychic attacks, it's most often, uh, something similar to this, your own guilt, your own shame, your own shadow attacking you. Um, because it has access to you. And for those of you who are afraid that something outside of you should be getting to you or could be getting to you, you would, in my experience, have to cord to that. Um, and if you are, like I said, a little bit awake, you just imagine a mirror around you and anything that anyone tries to will on you or send your way hits the mirror and goes back to them. I also do not recommend hexing other people, especially awake people. That's insane. Unless you want to get your ass absolutely handed to you, it will come straight back to you. Anything where it feels like it's outside of you or it's someone else sending it to you, check your house first. Check your, check your guilt, check your shame, check your fear, check your projections. I love you guys so much. I hope, um, I hope you're all doing okay out there. Uh, it's going to be all right. <laughs> it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be waves of this for a long time. We are the new world. So, uh, boy, I am actually not done with this episode. I just keep talking. I know in the past we've talked about when's the new world going to get here. Sometimes people say it frustrated to me, like, and I know I am the like cheerleader doula of this thing, but like you are the new world. You are it. You came here to like anchor this thing in. It's you healing yourself, you showing up, you fighting for what's right, you burning systems down, you building new systems, you trusting yourself, you trusting your intuition, you pulling those maps, you you making the decisions that are in your best interest, you uh, taking care of people on lower timelines, like you doing these things, you waking up, you healing, you dealing with your ancestors, you doing these things, you are creating the new world. You're it. So it can be exasperating because we chose a very like heavy, difficult job, but it, we're not waiting for something to arrive. We're making it. You are the architects and you're doing a great job. I love you guys. See you in probably, what, six weeks, right? Okay, bye.